Welcome to Making Art Work, produced by the Arts Administration Program at LeMoyne College in Syracuse, New York. I'm Travis Newton, your host and director of the program. Today's guest is conductor Lawrence Lowe, who was recently appointed the inaugural music director of Symphoria, Central New York's professional orchestra. His official duties with Symphoria begin in the fall of 2015, and meanwhile, he's keeping himself busy as resident conductor of the Pittsburgh Symphony and music director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic. He also regularly guest conducts with orchestras all over the globe, including the National Symphony Orchestra, Dallas Symphony, Malaysian Philharmonic, Detroit Symphony, and many more. Larry is also devoted to teaching, having held positions at Denver University's Lamont School of Music and Indiana University, in addition to serving as music director of the Pittsburgh Youth Symphony Orchestra, where he leads 95 young musicians aged 12 to 20. I also happen to know that Larry is a devoted technophile, always up to speed on the latest Apple products to hit the market. <laughs> Lawrence Lowe, welcome to LeMoyne College and Making Art Work. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you here, and uh, I know you're in town right now guest conducting with Symphoria, and we're looking forward to seeing you back permanently in the fall. And I wonder if you could start out by telling us what attracted you originally to the job here in Syracuse. Well, like many others in the music industry, we um, followed what was happening here in Syracuse with a lot of despair and concern. And when the orchestra went dark in northeastern Pennsylvania, we actually uh, had some of the musicians from the former orchestra in Syracuse uh, play with us. And uh, and it was it was wonderful to 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 first have them um, performing with us and contributing their immense talents, but also to get to know some of them. And uh, as a result of those interactions, John and the uh, orchestra, when it was being formed... John Garland. John Garland mm -hmm. uh, invited me to conduct the first concert after they revealed the name. So I guess they revealed it in uh, that, that one holiday concert, and then in January after that, mm -hmm. uh, two Januarys ago, they, they invited me to come, and I conducted... Uh, the first concert under that name, and uh, and it was just a guest conducting appearance, but I I really enjoyed working with the, the musicians, and uh, they were they were really eager to play, and and uh, since then I came I came back an additional time, did another casual classics concert, and felt like I really connected with the, the musicians and really enjoyed working with them, and when they invited me to become the first music director, I was. Absolutely delighted. And you came, so you came right after the name was chosen. What do you think yeah. of the name? Oh, it's, it's great. I mean, it gives us mobility. It's not, uh, it's not tied down to one exact geographic area. It's creative. Um, sometimes with some of my friends who, who don't know the name and don't know uh, <laughs> the origin, I, I have to explain that it's the orchestra in Syracuse. Right. Um, but around here, I think that it is uh, becoming a brand it's yeah. what we hope that it's fresh, that it is new, and uh, and 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 just like the orchestra, it, it is looking to the future, and it is not tied down to uh, words of the past and also um, methods of the past. Right, and it, it does seem to be catching on. People see it seems to roll off the tongue a little yeah. easier than it's it used to. It's very fast to say. <laughs> <laughs> so. I wonder if you could talk a little bit, because, you know, I think most people come to a concert and they see the music director conducting, and they don't always think of everything that's happening leading up 
to the concert and to that final experience, which is sort of the point, right? You don't want people thinking about those details. But I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, as a music director, as a conductor, what kinds of administrative things do you find yourself doing, you know, behind the scenes? Well, for example, this this concert that that we're doing this weekend has a, a piece by Brahms, a second serenade that has no violins. And so um, one of the things that I had to do in preparation for the re- the first rehearsals, which will happen actually today at the time that we're recording this, um, we have to figure out where to put the musicians uh, because you don't want this big blank space to the conductor's left where the violins usually are, but mm-hmm. there are no violins in this piece. So we took the violas and moved them over to where the violins are and moved the cellos in a little bit, and we had to make you know the seating chart the seating plot. Right. Uh, so I worked with the operations director, Victoria, on uh, approving the final uh, setup. And, of course, uh, once we get there, the musicians will kind of adjust a little bit. So <laughs> things things will change even even beyond uh, the sketch. But you have to have a, a plan. And uh, and so we, we had to, to do all that beforehand and make sure uh, everything was in order so that everything runs smoothly. So you don't just show up and... Wave the stick. Right, exactly. We don't just show up and uh, <laughs> wing it. So why? Why isn't it just working automatically? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We have to. You have to plan for everything, and it, it's great to visualize how things are going to happen. You know, in this concert, uh, there's an intermission before the the Brahms, so we know that we'll have the time to to reset the orchestra during. Uh, you know, when when the audience is up uh, and walking around. And so, you know, we we consider all these things, and and we just want the the experience for the audience to be as smooth as possible without thinking about those details. Sure, so they can just enjoy the product, the the pieces that you're performing. Um, So in your travels, you know, you do a lot of guest conducting as well as your many permanent posts with orchestras. You interact with many different arts organizations during the course of a year, maybe 10 to 20 in a year even. and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, as you're interacting with these organizations and working with their administrators, what do you value in a good arts administrator? Well, uh, thankfully, there are a lot of good arts administrators, and so I've gotten to experience uh, firsthand how uh, how someone can make it really great for, for an artist. So for me, uh, personally, I always like it if, um, if a person... Uh, as the arts administrator uh, on the arts administrator side makes life uh, facilitates it so that the artists the conductors the, the guest uh, soloists uh, so that we feel like first that no problem is is um, is too small mm-hmm. I think uh, and and not and withholding judgment you know because if <laughs> if, a, if an artist really needs room temperature water but also a cold water at the same time in the same room, that there would be no raised eyebrows. Not that I asked for that. I don't. But um, but no, your demands, I'm sure, are much more <laughs> much more extensive. But well, the, let me stop you for a second. Why would a Why would a person, you know, for those listening, potentially need room temp water and cold water? I think, in the same I, you know, room? like if they're a vocalist, they don't want to drink cold water before a performance because uh, it sort of shocks the, the system, yeah, it tightens yeah. up the voice. But uh, but they might want the option for cold water after a performance. Mm. Um, uh, or you know, like some people ask for 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 certain things as far as transportation, but whatever those things are, uh, the arts administrators should, if possible, make it make it happen without 
first without saying, oh, it's going to be really hard for me to do that, but I'll try. You know, may- maybe I can make it happen. Sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to not make the person feel badly because then they st- – uh, some people will hold that and uh, carry that with them through the week, and it might not make them at their best. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying that I'm so delicate, but some artists are very delicate, and they need a certain thing to make them perform at their best, which is what they do, and which is why we value them. And so, uh, so it's great if, uh, if if an administrator can really facilitate it, so that they feel so excited about their experience that they will leave. Let's say you go someplace and conduct or perform and you had a great experience working mm-hmm. with their uh, administration, you will leave very positive about the organization. You'll talk to your friends about how great an experience you had, and that does nothing but help the organization. Uh, little things like, um, and again, I'm not saying that I need this, but like, a, <laughs> you know, what snacks do you like? I want to put them in your dressing room. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, like if you're just being a good host, if you think about if you're having a friend over at your house, uh, you don't just sort of say, this is the house, you know, go in there. Here's you know, You know how it works. Go to your room. Right, right. <laughs> go to your room and, uh, and, and there's nothing there. But you, you, there's a store. It's five miles away. I know you don't have a car, but, you know, just go. Good luck. Stuff. Yeah. Um, it's great if you can just make life uh, – if you treat the person like they're your guest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, that, and that, really, that really goes a long way. And, uh, and thankfully, you know, we experience that sort of thing uh, very often uh, by great orchestras, and, um, and, it, and it makes life wonderful. And do you, have you made you – know, do you feel like over the years as you've guest conducted and worked with many orchestras – have you built sort of friendships along the oh, way with, yeah, with some absolutely. of these folks? Oh, yes. Yeah. I look forward to seeing them when I, when I return to orchestras. Uh, I have a very long relationship with the Dallas Symphony because I was there as um, a staff conductor um, over 10 years ago. And I go back almost every year for several weeks. And they're all friends, you know, not just the orchestra but the staff. And mm-hmm. I, love, I love seeing the staff. I love going up and hanging out with them. We go out to lunch. And, uh, and we have meetings, and the meetings are really fun because we know each other and get along, and, uh, and I trust them, and, uh, and, and that's a trust that's been built over many years, and that's something that, um, that, that, that makes going back there such a pleasure. So let's say you get a call or your agent gets a call from two orchestras and, you know, there's one orchestra where that trust has built up and, and another orchestra that's maybe even higher profile and you have to sort of make a decision. Would you say that, you know, those relationships play a factor in those decisions that you have to make? Do you mean uh, if, if I have to pick either or? Right. Um, it might. I mean, <laughs> I think for for me as as a conductor, I would probably be more interested in whatever the – you know the conducting opportunity is mm-hmm. if the conducting opportunity is is uh is something that I'm interested in then that would probably trump um the relationships because I would hope to have the same kind of relationship anyway uh but but you know it's great to to go to a new orchestra also i i think uh obviously it's great to be able to revisit uh because for me, it's uh, relationships are so important. That's why a lot of times I'll, I like to work with artists more sure. than once. You mm-hmm. know, you you build a relationship over many different visits, and that trust that you talk about, and that trust, right? Exactly. It, it's not only uh, like with a great soloist, but it would be with um, a great staff, a great administration, 
of an orchestra or an organization where I, where I trust them and I know things are going to be great. And that, that, that makes uh, planning for it wonderful. Um, but, but again, I hope, I hope that that would be in more than one place and, and going to a new place. I, I definitely have a raised antenna for how are things going to be here? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how are things going to work? So speaking of that, you've been working with Symphoria as a guest conductor, and I'm sure that there have been other orchestras where you've transitioned from being a guest conductor to being a staff conductor who's there more regularly and has more responsibility. How is that different, you know, coming into town as a guest conductor versus um, I understand you're, you're moving to the area with your family, which is fantastic. How is that relationship with Symphoria potentially going to be different from being a guest conductor to being a music director? Well, when you're a guest conductor, you, you have one objective, which is to, to do that concert that you're, you're hired to do. Uh, but, and, and although I'm a guest conductor this week, it's definitely different this year. You know, I'm coming four, four times this year as a guest conductor. Right. But I'm also the music director designate, so uh, I'm, I'm not only just thinking about these concerts, but we're planning for, for next season. And in fact, we have a planning meeting today where we'll be thinking about programming and guest artists and, and all of the sorts of, uh, of things that are ongoing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so my role now is definitely different than uh, the two times that I was simply a guest. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I think when you're, when you're a guest conductor, it is, it's a lot easier because you're only thinking about this one thing and you just want to make that the best that you can do and you don't have the uh, necessarily the ongoing concerns. Uh, and so, so all of my guest conducting this year with Symphoria has, has an overarching uh, theme of, yes, we're going to make this a great concert, but we're also thinking about the future and trying to have as many meetings as possible to plan for that. Right. Okay. So, you know, I, I could, I have many more questions for you and we're, we're actually out of time, but I'm wondering if you'd stick around a little bit and we could do a part two, um, next week. That, that sounds great. Great, thanks. Making Art Work is produced by the Arts Administration Program at Lemoyne College in Syracuse, New York, with support provided by the Department of Communication and Film Studies and WLMU Radio, as well as our broadcast partner, WCNY Classic FM. Our theme song was written by Lemoyne College music faculty member Edward Rahowski and performed by the Bang on a Can All-Stars. For more information about Arts Administration at LeMoyne, visit lemoyne.edu slash artsadmin or follow us on Twitter at LMCArtsADMN. I'm your host, Travis Newton, hoping you'll join us again next time on Making Art Work. <laughs>